Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. Uh, buddy, that was something. I told you before we left that uh, things were going to happen and I had the next time that we talked and I had no idea that uh, that, that was going to happen. Just, just rip our hearts out. I, I mentioned this on a group text. My heart's still somewhere up there in Mercedes-Benz, section 332. <laughs> I, I, We've been... Oh, it, we've been doing this we've been doing this our whole lives but it, there was something different about this game but i mean man it just it doesn't matter how well we and we talked about it coming in we're like we just we just want to play a good game we want to leave it all out there on the field even if we lose and, and all this kind of crap but we want to win but that gummit that this freaking sucks it's it's kind of one of those things that you sit back and you're like, okay, this one's got to be a little bit different. Either they're going to beat the hell out of us, or we're going to beat them somehow. You know, it's not going to be that big back and forth like the national championship was. It's not going to be a big comeback in the second half. And sure as hell, it was like a clone of the national championship game. Almost to a T. We get the two-touchdown lead. In the national championship, we had the 13-point lead, whatever, close enough. And then... In the second half, Alabama just decides they're going to play significantly better football. We start to get a little tired. We hurt their quarterback, who was playing terribly. I mean, Tua, Tua really did not look good. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the backup quarterback, who has led Alabama to a national championship before, one of the winners. Let him to two. Let, let him to two. Let him to two. Just didn't. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. He basically helped them win two national championships. And then it's just like, did you get that that feeling in your stomach? I mean, I just had a, a, a pit. Like, I was just like, this is way too familiar. Whenever Jalen Hurts got on that field. He looked like he was just so fresh. He hadn't played, but like, the every fourth quarter of every game. You know? Yeah. <laughs> because Tua, Tua didn't have to play in the fourth quarter. But he looked fresh as hell. Came in there and looked confident. Anyway, well, well, and, and and you you we were both there, and you know as well as I did that was the loudest that Alabama got up to that point was when he came on the field. That's right. They they were that in, that re-energized that whole team, just like Tua coming out there in the second half did for them. Uh, last, I mean, in the, in the national championship game, I mean, the the feeling, and and Bama's, I mean, we own that stadium. I mean, just, just to kind of set the tone for the stadium, I mean, it was an electric environment. I mean, I really feel like from the get. And I don't know if it was just because from from our being on the, the Georgia side of the stadium, but, man, our fan base was so pumped up. I mean, from the from the get, it was just loud. Whenever they were, whenever they were on the – whenever they were on offense, I mean, it was, it was rowdy. I mean, we were getting after it the the whole time, and, and I was I was proud of the, the the fans that showed up. I mean, it was a nasty it was nasty rain, just like the national championship. I wasn't even there, but I know it was bad rain. Yeah, everybody and, was um, like, you know, having it was like deja vu all over again. P- PTSD. Yeah, P- yeah, everybody and, uh, was freaking the hell out. <laughs> and um, and, and my dad at one point, he leaned over to me and he grabbed my arm, and he's like, "Is this the year?" He's like, is this when it's going to happen? And you had that feeling in your gut as much as you wanted it to happen. Like, 
like even and even at times I was trying to convince myself that this is different. This is the way we're the way we're playing from playing like a freaking fiend. Like he, his throws were taking the air out of the stadium. I mean, he everything he did was just minus a couple a couple of just throws. You're just like, God, what, what was that? But everything else was just phenomenal. Um, our, our offensive line held up against a Bama defensive, a Bama front seven that has been touted all season as being so incredible. And our our freshman sophomore ridden line is is going toe to toe with them the entire game and controlling the line of scrimmage where we actually had a run game. Swift and Holyfield were effective. Um, play calling was phenomenal. Our receivers played out of their minds. Just incredible catches across the board. Ridley, Holloman. I mean, these guys were playing insane. Everything, for the most part, we did everything that we said we had to do. We did it all. <laughs> we all laid out the game plan, and, and they and, and Kirby the play calling, everything was sexy, great, <laughs> sexy, so sexy for three quarters, mm-hmm. for three quarters, and, and you take and and you're going, you're you're driving against Alabama, and, and you've got the throttle on, and you're going 150, and you back off to 125, and that's all they need. That was all we needed. We we just slowly, we played not to lose, and and that's when they took over and they did their thing. And it's so it's it, oh man, it was just tough to because they they laid it on the line. They lay our guys put everything out that they've done it two years in a row, and they've played what they put everything they had into this game, every play, no guy left anything out there I mean it was just it was so it, it was just so I, I left that game feeling so just torn apart for them because of what I knew that they had put themselves through to get to this point and the and what they did this season they overachieved this season after getting punched in the mouth against LSU LSU was a fluke give me LSU any day of the week with this team right now no doubt. Agreed. Without question. Yeah. Without question. And what they did on that field, I'm so proud of them. And, like, I, really across the board, I am so proud of everybody on that team. Um, and that's what made it hurt. It, it was it was knowing that they gave it all, and it still what was that. It came down to the last play. That's right. And we said that. And we said that. it had like We're like, we want this game to go down to the last play. We want this to be a hard-fought game. And, man, that gummit, if it did it, and God, does it suck. <laughs> man, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you, you hit on a lot of the same points that I want to rant about as well. Um, I, will, I will back up real quick. I do want to make a point about what you said at the very beginning about, about the crowd about the atmosphere everything just seemed like once you got in that stadium and then people were starting to creep in i mean we got there like two hours beforehand because once again we had that ptsd from the national championship game wanted to make sure we weren't going to be freezing in line for two hours so we we got in there and you started to see it trickle in and you're like okay like a lot of red and black but you know there's whatever maroon or whatever color they are you starting to see a little bit of it but man it didn't take long that first quarter 
whenever, especially when we scored that touchdown, you realize this is this is we got a majority dogs in here, and I think that really says a lot about our fan base. I know it's you know extremely close, but we've been traveling to every game these boys have been been going to. So the dog nation is always just ready there, ready to be there, and ready to support them. And it's been fun. I mean, everybody, you know, you got to go to Pasadena last year. You know, we, we got to see a national championship, uh, you know, play in Notre Dame and South Bend. So a lot of these big games and, and somehow the dog nation isn't running out of money yet. I don't know if I don't know if people are taking out some short term loans or, you know, selling their cars or their houses or something. But guys are still going to this game, which is awesome. But it's really just kind of like, man, we I think everybody on the Georgia side, coaches, players, fans, support staff, whoever, everybody just poured their heart into this game. I mean, the fans were, I mean, anytime that we were, you know, got any kind of momentum, the fans were like, okay, look, I, I don't care if it's a second and five, or Alabama's got a second and five, like, I'm getting off my butt, and I'm yelling my face off. I mean, our section, I mean, for the most part, stood up the entire time. Everybody wants to see us take that beast down. I'm not, um, you know, I don't think there's anything to be to be disappointed in in terms of, you know, the effort that was put out on the field, like you said. Everybody gave 110%, 100% of the time. It was awesome to watch guys like Tay Crowder play his tail off. I mean, that was a guy coming in the season. I, I hey, I will say he was my sleeper pick before the season. You can go back. It's, it's on recording. Uh, but Tay Crowder, a guy who I don't think a lot of people expected a lot out of, came in probably... Uh, third or fourth on the on the depth chart, you know, you know, but we swap the guys in in the middle, and he cemented himself about halfway through the season, and then that play that I the first play that comes to mind when I think about him in this game was whenever Jalen Hurts avoided like five tackles in the backfield, he starts to swing around the end, and Tay comes and grabs him while like on the line of scrimmage and brings him down, and it, and it created a long third down situation. That's just kind of one of those small plays in this game, but you can literally circle anybody on the roster, and and everybody contributed. I mean, we had freshmen playing. Channing Tindall had a sack and tackle for loss. We had guys playing their butts off, and I hate it. Like you said, I hate it for them, man. It's not. I mean, as much as the fans like to think we matter, we don't really matter. Those boys go out every day and put in that effort during during practice every week. They wake up early to to run sprints, go lift weights. I mean, these these guys are working their tail off so that we can watch them and cheer for them. And they want to win a national championship just as much as the fan base does. And I think a lot of people just need to realize that, man. It's like, well, there were some stupid things that didn't go our way. There were some plays that plays that got away from us. But these guys these guys want it just as much as we do. They know how long it's been. They they didn't they didn't come they didn't come to the school to twiddle their thumbs, hell no. I mean they 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 came to win. Well, it's you know I think a lot of people just need to sit back and realize that. I mean we we as the fan base, I know everybody's hurting. I'm hurting. You're hurting. We didn't talk for those of you listening. Chancey and I have not talked about the game until today. We pretty much talked for like ten minutes before we started recording this. 
and and now we're just now kind of starting to dissect this thing and that's you know that's kind of how we both you know it's kind of how we both kind of internalize it i guess chancy listened listened to some avril lavigne <laughs> on, yeah. on his ride home uh you know that was just kind of one of those things but man yeah we're, we're all hurting i mean there's a lot of things a lot of good came out of this game you can you can like i said you can circle anybody on the roster but damn it hurts man i'm just i'm still distraught i, I, I i'm just sad that's all you know that's it's tough to it's tough to put it all put all the the emotions uh into words but I, I want to turn to um for me one, one of the things that I like we're talking about the the players and stuff them leaving all on the field I mean I, I, I wanted to give some light to Kirby uh and, and talk about him um I didn't know if you were ready to talk about Kirby but uh Kirby's on my mind and um go ahead the the, the guy has gone um the guy's in his third year as a head football coach. Um, in his three years, he's gone obviously gone to a bowl every year. He won a SEC championship in his second year, and he went to an SEC championship his third year, and went toe to toe with the number one team in the country, and um, basically lost in the last little bit of the game. Last, last few minutes of the game. Well, what he has done in those three years, um, obviously he did not come in with a scrub team. He had a good he had a good base. He had a much better base than most at a power at a strong institution uh, with a lot of history. Uh, we got a lot we got a lot of energized people. But my God, what he has done with these guys and the people that he's recruited and the things that he's, that he's done. Um, he out, he out coached Saban for three, three plus quarters. Again, he did it again. And no one in the country has come close to doing that the last two years. Nobody's even really sniffed it. They lost to Auburn last year because they literally had everybody was hurt. They had nobody healthy. Uh, they they were not the team that won the national championship. Um, you look at like I just want to just give you a, a, a general idea. Um, let's look at some. Uh, let's look at over the last. Let's let's look at Tennessee for example. Um, since 2010, Tennessee has had Derek Dooley. Butch Jones, <laughs> Brady Hoke coached two of their games. <laughs> 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 then you've got, uh, let's see, uh, you had uh, for Florida, let's just use him for example, you got Muschamp who went, um, let's see what their record was, 7-6, 11-2, lost in the Sugar Bowl, 4-8, 7-5. You got Jim McElwain, 10-4, 9-4, four and seven in his third year he was four and seven these are these two guys are Nick Saban protégés whatever you you want to say I just bring up those names to think do you do we re, do we realize how blessed we are right now no one in college football history has had 
or at least in the recent history, has had a mountain to climb like Nick Saban. Nick Saban's a he, he's a he's a titan. He's a guy that's gonna go down in history as possibly the best coach to ever play the game. No one has has gotten to him the way that that Kirby has these last with these caliber of Alabama teams. We've got the biggest hill to climb out of anybody ever. And we've gotten so much closer than anybody has in such a short period of time with Kirby at the helm. And to just the things that he has accomplished and where we have gone in such a short period of time, it is a, it's a spectacle. Um, and this is his third season as a football, as a head football coach. His third season, like the that just baffles it baffles me that he's in his third season as football coach and he is doing these things and he's doing them now consistently. He did it two years in a row. He's maintained. He took a team that wasn't supposed to achieve this much and did it and, and almost went the distance. And, and, and to me, I, I'm 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 just on the. If you're doubting Kirby. Please leave. <laughs> Get off. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it because it's just what he has accomplished. And I, and I know people are upset, um, but, but the guy has done some special stuff. And um, if you, we, we've been following this for a long time, and we've never seen anything quite like this. No, no. And you're right. I mean, he will for his entire tenure as the head football coach at, at the University of Georgia. He will always be compared to that coach that just a little further west in Tuscaloosa. Always. And, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a protege of him. He's, he worked with him for, what, over 10 years, something like that? He's, um, he's an anomaly, Nick Saban is. There's no doubt about it. But, you're, I mean, you're completely right. We are, I mean, okay, so that, that fourth down play, let's go ahead and talk about it for a second. I mean, I, I don't even want to talk about it much. I just want to say, you know, yeah, a lot of people are going to question that. Uh, they said it was open uh, at a time, and if we had snapped the ball a little bit quicker, he would have been wide open. You never know. I mean, what if that play works and we drive down and then we give Rodrigo a chip shot field goal, we, we'd be heading to the playoff right now. It's kind of a risk-reward. I, I, you know, I, I questioned the risk there. I didn't like it. But what he saw and what they practiced, I mean, that was it was open. And it was just that split-second decision for that that defensive back to run over and cover that receiver. I went back and tried to watch it um, on the on the replay, and unfortunately, it was kind of one of those things where the, they like panned out to the to the sky cam, and sure enough, like you couldn't even really see how we set up beforehand, and and so and then you see the ball snap to the fields, and you're like, oh god, um, man, yeah, sure, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest decision, but. What what they did, like you said, for three quarters, three plus quarters of that game, he out coached him, and he was he said after the, he said afterwards he said, look, we're we're playing to win the game. It was there, and then it wasn't, and then of course Alabama had all the momentum on their side, and that happened. But to sit back for any of anybody in our fan base to sit back and just crucify Kirby Smart is unbelievable. It's in, incredibly stupid. I, I didn't agree with the call. I didn't like it. 
doesn't doesn't matter. That doesn't change me thinking about Kirby Smart and knowing that he's going to keep us in that game for as long as he's at University of Georgia. He's going to be. We are going to be in that game almost every year. I, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I think the SEC East is going to get a lot stronger here in the next few years, but he's going to keep us there. We're going to be a contender for as long as he's here. So, and to see what he's done, I mean, this is our first, we're about to go to our first Sugar Bowl since 2007, or well, 2008 is when it was played, so a decade ago. Okay, yeah. Unfortunately, Kirby set the ball really high because he he won a Rose Bowl and then went to the national championship in his second year as a coach. Oh, tisk tisk. How how terrible of him to do that. And now we got to go play in the lowly Sugar Bowl that we haven't been in in a decade. Of course, yeah, it's a consolation prize. Everybody hates consolation prizes. I mean, it's a New Year's Six Bowl. Everybody needs to get over it, get past it. This, I mean, we're going to focus on Texas. Of course, we're still talking about this game and, and Kirby right now, but I mean... The boys are already on on Texas. They're getting ready right now. I mean, the, I mean, they're literally like taking exams and practicing still. And the coaches are, well, I don't know if they're practicing right now. The coaches are, you know, on the recruiting trail and all that. I mean, and what Kirby does on the recruiting trail. I mean, literally, I mean, the day after we lost that ball game, he was calling recruits. There's no doubt in my mind. He, they did. I mean, I, they've been doing in-home visits. He was on. I mean, I saw a picture with him and uh, some. Uh, the DJ Daniel, the recruit that's uh, the defensive back from GMC. I mean, we've just got we've got a guy who just doesn't stop working, and he's built an empire. What we've done in the past three years, not only on the field, but also just think about what we we built the indoor practice facility. We made huge structural uh, changes to Sanford Stadium that makes it more accessible and more friendly to recruiting. Those were huge changes that needed to be done, and they've been needing to be done for the past 15 years, and Kirby got them done. So, for all those doubting Kirby Smart, you might as well just save your breath, because if you're thinking that we're going to replace him anytime soon, you're an idiot, and you shouldn't be following University of Georgia football. Well, and I don't think there's a lot of them, um, and I think a lot of it is just the immediate reaction. Um but man, it, coming out of that game, and, and I don't—I'm not a big guy on moral victories, um, because losing sucks. And uh, they, but man, if I had—I had the whole ride back home uh, to to kind of think about it, and if I wasn't if if I wasn't getting the end of my ride and just feeling like. I don't like I said don't like moral victories. Don't like saying next year, but man, I'm excited. I'm excited for where we're headed because it's the foundation. And I've never, I've you you know me. I'm not the one that gets excited about this kind of stuff. I, I I've I've had the it's beaten in my head um, these kinds of victories. But when we left, so I, I like to use this because for example, as I was I had the chance to be at the 2012 SEC championship game when we went toe-to-toe again with Alabama, and then the last play didn't get it done. We're driving down the field the last minute of the game, and we can't finish it, can't finish the drill. When I left that game, I was not excited. Like, after that game, I was not excited about the future. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, but I wasn't excited how I'm excited right now because of the foundation that we've established and the direction that we're headed. And um, it, it, it took me a day or two to, to get to that point, but it's where we're going and the recruits that we're getting and knowing the staff that, that and, and we're losing Mel Tucker and we're losing guys like that, but Kirby is going to be able to replace them with guys who share the vision, share the vision of what he wants to do with this team. And uh, it's exciting, man. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, that's why we're doing crap like this. It, it's the, the excitement that we, that this generates and, and the, but it was the way that they played and they were playing for, for they were playing for him. They were playing for this university. <clears throat> they were playing, playing for that fan base. I mean, in the fourth quarter, when we, when we play Krypton and you see those lights go on, the phone lights go on in the stadium. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know about you, but I was pretty jazzed. <laughs> I, I got a little tingly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and man, if you're, and, and it kind of, I, I think it threw Alabama off there a little bit. I mean, I, I, I feel pretty confident about that. But man, if, if it didn't get you jazzed up, then, then, then not much will because our, our fan base was there, our players were there, and now this unit has got two years of getting beat by Alabama in their blood. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm excited to see a, a, a piss this this team pissed off because they're all young. So much of our team is sophomores and freshmen. Um, they're going to come back and they're going to want it, and, and they're going it's, it's going to be it's going to be something to see. You know, something I, I I keep thinking about. First of all. You're exactly right. You know, we we just we just played two games, basically back to back seasons with with Alabama. I mean, it was back to back seasons, and these guys are starting to think about Alabama like they do Florida, and Auburn, and Tech, and Tennessee. You you got to build that hate up. But something I I, I just like one of the first few things I thought. I mean, of course the the ride home we left on Saturday night. Uh, just we were gonna stay. Uh, the night on Saturday, uh, with, with Katie and his parents. And, uh, basically her dad was like, y- y'all can go home if you want to go ahead and get back to Athens. And I was just like, yeah, I think we're probably going to do that. <laughs> I've, I, I, I think at that point I had said like a total of 10 words after, after the ball game, but basically, you know, on that, on the ride home, did a lot of reflection. Thankfully my wife was like, she was aware of the fact that I was in 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 mourning, so I uh, so you know she was she was just trying to you know say things that were all football talk, topic, but I couldn't help but think about the fact that uh, not but three years ago we played Alabama in Sanford Stadium. They came in there and beat the dog crap out of us, thirty-eight to ten. We scored a touchdown on what was it? It was like a seventy-five yard run from Nick Chubb, uh, in like right in, in, in the in the last like yeah in the last like five minutes of the game or something like that. It was pretty late, thirty-eight to ten, and then now they're better. This is the potentially the best Alabama football team they've ever fielded, and we just went toe to toe with them in the SEC championship and in the national championship last year. You know, so close. I mean, I, if people think that Kirby's gonna in three years be better than Alabama for sure than than they're you know I mean it's wishful thinking it's possible 
but he's still building. He's building and building and building. And he keeps chopping, chopping away at that tree, baby. But the fact that we are playing with them right now it says a lot. I mean, that's a testament to the guys that he's recruited and his his leadership. And, and I mean, he's building that legacy to where the boys are, are starting to see, okay, Georgia, like he said last year, Georgia's going to be a force to be reckoned with for a long time, a.k.a. for as long as Kirby's going to be there. And if he keeps doing the things he's going to do, I hope he's there until he's 90 years old. Uh, he could be like Bill Snyder out there. I don't care. Uh, he can choose whenever whenever he wants to get out. But, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like one of those things that we got so far ahead of ourselves last year that, you know, thinking that we're going to get back in the national championship. I did not expect us to be doing this. Like you said, we've, we overachieved this year. I know we lost LSU in the middle of the season, and that was, it was back-breaking. But then – just like we said the other day, that 2007 season we lost to, uh, we excuse me, we played a, a a close game to Vanderbilt, and then we came back, and that was our turning point that season. You know, we beat beat the crap out of everybody for the rest of that season. Same thing here, it was a turning point. We built off of that, you know, that feeling, that pain, and turn it into a hell of a season down the run, and then play within a touchdown of Alabama, which you know they've averaged. 20 plus on on their winning margin like every game this year so i don't know i i do want to say something real quick about you know just kind of thinking about the game itself and what we witnessed and of course we witnessed a hell of a ball game on, on both sides of the ball i mean we saw some plays made but and you kind of mentioned it but jake Fromm's play was unbelievable i mean i think i've seen i've seen so many talking heads say that that was one of the greatest quarterback performances they've ever seen in their life he threw for 300 yards against alabama i don't know what their season average is i know it's a lot less than that i don't think i don't think anybody's ever has come close to that number this whole season and i might be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm not i don't i don't sometimes i don't do as much research as i probably should but the throws that he was making were NFL throws. Specifically, the one that comes to mind is that throw to the, in, in the corner of the end zone to, to Riley Ridley. <laughs> I mean, what, what is it? What's another throw that comes to mind? I mean, he that bullet to to Nada. Holy! Oh my God! That that one. But even like, but even the one where um, it, he just kind of dumped like Swift broke out and he had to throw it over the defender. Oh. That 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 one, like he just t- he tossed it right over, and and Swift was in full he was in full gallop and caught it mid stride and, and took it. I mean everything. Like I said, besides a couple where I'm sure it was just guys not running their routes right. He, man, it was just it, he it was he, he commanded the team. He put us. He was the reason we were in position to win that ball game. He put us up twenty eight to fourteen. Oh my god, he had three touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> and they were stupid. Yeah, like those t- that touchdown to Ridley was like everybody in the stadium was like, "Gosh, wish that would have been cool if he had caught that." And then it's like, "Oh wait, that was a touchdown." Yeah, like it was just. I, I held my breath for a long time. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> but the fact that Ridley even made that catch, and the way these guys were playing, I mean, in Alabama they dropped a ton of balls. They did. Like they they like 
our guys were on it, like offensively. Like our guys were in the zone. They, Fromm had this connection. Our offensive line gave him so much time to throw. It was unbelievable. Like he was make he he was able to make his checks and, and and look down the field and make the right throws. But you're talking about an offense, and I think I've already said it. But an offensive <laughs> line that's got two sophomores and two freshmen on it. I don't think you can say it enough. It, that they gave him that opportunity to to be able to put on a performance like that that's not going to get remembered, and that's what's so frustrating. Yes, because he 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 had a performance that nobody's going to talk about except that they were going to talk about through the rankings of the the playoff rankings, and that was it. And, and we know that what he did was um, outstanding. Well, I mean, Just how superb. terrible is it that he did what he did? Like we said, what, I mean, one, one of, easily one of the best quarterback performances of, of the college football season. He did what he did, and then the next day, all anybody, all the media could talk about was Jalen Hurts coming in the ball game at the very end to save the day. How terrible yeah. is that? It should have been, they all should have been oozing Jake Fromm the, the next day. And, 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 and then, you know, before that, sorry, I didn't, don't mean to cut you off. We're, we're we're just going back and forth, uh. But you know, before, before of course, before that football game started, we I mean, we heard a lot of talking heads saying that we need a heavy dose of Justin Fields, of bringing him in. And Justin Fields is 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 a great talent. But I'll be honest with you, whenever they brought him in and it interrupted Fromm's rhythm at times, I was like, no, we we don't need that. The way he's playing right now, I mean, nope. I'm not going to substitute anybody for him. So anyway, no. that's yeah. I just wanted to make sure we talked about Fromm there for a second. No, we had to, and I'm glad you brought it up because. But I think it, but it also believes in everything else. Like we are the way he was able to throw the ball. I think also uh, op- that's what opened up the run game for us. It, is it spread? It, they had to spread them out, and, and the way he was able to distribute the ball, so many guys touched it. Um, and we ran the ball, and, and whenever we had that like two yard run, and then the whole line just started moving. <laughs> I mean, we just, we just, the the physicality that we played with all game long, um, man, it, it's 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 why you enjoy this. Like that, yeah. that's the kind of game. It's like you go through all the crap that we've been through to to get that game, and to watch our guys play like that, and um, that. When when that line moves from a two yard gain to like a seven eight yard gain, mm-hmm. just just by the line by us saying we're stronger than you and just pushing them forward, I was so like, proud. Oh my god, <laughs> like that that run and then the way that that Elijah and, and Swift ran. I mean, their numbers weren't like insane, but against this defense that hasn't been letting up a lot of a lot of runs, uh, a lot of running team a running. Uh, they hadn't had many yards against them on the ground. Uh, our guys played strong. I mean, it, but we but we called the game that put our guys in the best position to succeed. Sure did. We called we called a game offensively that allowed our guys to get into space to do what they do best, and, and to, it just Cheney did a phenomenal job. I mean, it was. It was just across the board. I, I was so proud of, of how we – you talk about Kirby, the plays, um, don't like his, his fake punt play. But I like 99.9% of the other plays. Yeah. Like, I, I was so proud of, of, of what we did um, on, on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we just – we put it to him. I mean, we 
and really we should have had I mean should have had 10 more points against that team well, which yeah. is which is crazy to think but we really should have had 10 more points in my opinion well the thing is Alabama we we had a lot more sustained drives where we were just driving down the field and, right. and and you know doing some dinking and dunking and then we hit them for a, a you know a 12 yard pass or you know I mean a lot some of our biggest plays were just converting on a third and five or so yeah and guys I mean you know I don't we didn't have many drop balls I mean every one of them was contested I mean those guys I mean once when we got separation unlike when we played LSU we got we we got separation but it was only for like a millisecond and Fromm was just so on that that millisecond is all he really needed to get in the receiver's hands because they most of the time they were tackled almost immediately I mean there, there was I think there was definitely several several times where we got really good curl or, or hitch routes from Godwin and Ridley and those guys on the outside, and they were basically getting getting Alabama uh, defensive backs to run down the field and then cutting on, underneath them really quickly. I mean, the fact that we could even do that against this Alabama secondary was incredible. I mean, it was just I – mean, we witnessed something that well, – I mean, of course, we had seen our team play really well down the stretch here, but – we just witnessed their best ball game, and for them to basically the only reason that we lost that game is because Alabama has that that explosive factor on on the offense. That Waddle guy, that one touchdown reception he had, I think it was yeah, it was fifty one yards. I mean, that's one of those plays that say we keep them just driving down the field. They're you know converting a few, and then we stop them on a third down later, and they just have to kick a field goal or whatever. That's a momentum swinger. So the fact that they like Josh Jacobs also had a really long run. Uh, I think it was a close to 50 yards as well. They just had that explosiveness that, you know, kind of like if we gave them an inch, they're going to take it a mile kind of thing. And, that, and that's how they were able to climb back. I mean, they weren't doing anything crazy, but it was just the fact that they were just shooting off these these long gashing runs or, or passes every every so often that they were able to, you know, get down the field a little bit. And then, I mean, hell, if you're Alabama and you're, first and five on the goal line, you know, on, to the goal line, then, I mean, it's pretty hard to hit, keep this team out of the end zone at that point kind of thing. But we did a great job of keeping them out of the red zone for a lot of the time. Uh, I really think that when you sit back and I, I went down and looked at, like, you know, our play, our drive charts, and I was looking, I was like, all right, so what was the big thing in the third quarter? And obviously, you know, you sit back and you think, you know, you you wish to goodness that Rodrigo had had the, hit that field goal. I mean, if they go down three scores, it you know you never know. That might have been all the momentum we needed. And then sure enough, you know, if we were at thirty-one and we were, you know, they had just scored that last last touchdown and we were at thirty-one, um, thirty-one twenty-eight, we certainly would have punted the ball at the end there. You know, so small things like that. But even when we missed that field goal, I was telling you earlier, you know, we got that 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 was when the next drive, Alabama drove down the field and then uh J.R. Reed intercepted the ball on the one yard line. I mean we had playmakers all all day, all over the place. And then it was like shortly after that interception, they I wish to goodness that the one drive that drive right after J.R. Reed's interception, we kinda came in there, ran three running plays and then and then punted the ball. I wish we had gotten a little bit more aggressive at that point, just because I mean, okay, you're playing Alabama, you're pinned deep in your own zone. 
I mean, you are your own side of the field. You 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 think you got to run the ball to get out of there, but I wish I wish we just if we had gotten one first down there, I think we would have started to gain a little bit more more momentum back, and then you could run run the ball down their throats, sustain a drive. But you know, sit back and looking at it, we can't change the past. What happened happened. I mean, it, it, we lost the ball game. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really does suck. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, and I think one thing too that I want to bring up is like the the penalties and all that kind of stuff, and a lot of the talk about um, all the holdings and stuff that they missed. Um, I didn't want to bring that up, but uh, the only only thing I wanted to say about that is you know that's what you're going to get with Alabama, yep. and you have to beat them regardless. I mean, it's very much the LeBron effect, uh, a team that's just that good. The the refs just don't expect them to to do that, to, to make those kinds of mistakes. Whether it's right or whether it's, whether it's wrong, uh, it's real. And so you, you, you have to know going in that that's part of the game, that mm-hmm. that's, part of the, that's part of what you're going to have to do to beat them. And I think, I mean, it sucks because – um, it it just it sucks, but that did not keep us from from getting to them because um we made two defensively we made Tua non-existent. I mean, for the most part, I mean he he wasn't compared to the the Heisman. Like we could have we might have lost him the Heisman. Like I, I think mean, I think we did. I really did. Yeah, I mean I mean I think I think we might have kept him from getting it and. and and which w- would be a great accomplishment, because uh, <laughs> uh, he can suck it. Um, but the but to to me that was our our defense just played phenomenal, like just played really well. Um, but that's what Alabama has done all season. They had these drives that are like three four plays, and they're like you said, they're all these gash plays. But our guys still like. But we we even went in saying, and, and that was one of the things I said last week. I was like, you gotta you gotta score over thirty. Like you gotta score over thirty just to to feel comfortable. And um, and I thought at the rhythm we were going that we were going to be able to do it again. And um, but we just we missed it by that much. And um, and I think if we kind of like you said, gotten over that hump, gotten that field goal, three scores is a lot different than two scores. Yep. And uh when you're playing these kinds of defenses. And I think that would have given our defense a, a more energy to say we can we can kind of crush them here yeah. um, if we're up by that much. Yeah, but, pin, pin the ears back. I mean, and, and, and so something you were just saying, though, that real quick, I mean, about the, the first half, our offensive line looked better than theirs. And they were – I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, like you said, Alabama's going to get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, they are, they're going to get away with holding, and they did. I mean, I, I, I could see it from up in the 300 levels, you know? I mean, I'm sure everybody in 332 was like, who's this guy that keeps calling for holding every play against Alabama? Yeah, that's me. Well, you know, when you, when you sit back and look at it, I mean, what our offensive line did against their defensive line is nothing short of uh, un- incredible, unbelievable. And we looks like the better offensive line for most of the, I mean, at least the first half. And we, I think we started, we started to wear down a little bit, but you know, I think it's just, we, we need to make sure those guys give, get the credit they, they're due. And uh, in fact, I think today they were actually nominated for, I think it's the Joe Moore award, which mm-hmm. is, which goes to the top offensive line unit in the country. And of course, 
the three that are the finalists are the uh, are Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma. So there's that. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, hell, who knows? They might even get it over the Alabama line. I mean, they've they did an incredible job against the front that has been getting sacks. They had like double the amount of sacks we had coming in that game. Um, and DeAndre Walker, Jonathan Ledbetter, Adam Anderson, Channing Tindall. I mean, those guys got in the backfield against these guys. I mean, DeAndre Walker, I think, I mean, you're talking about a guy who gave it all on the field. I, I mean, I think that you could probably point at a lot of guys on our team, but he's the first guy that comes to mind. I mean, well, Jake Fromm, too. Jake Fromm and, and DeAndre Walker. Uh, when he, he got that one sack where he, I swear, I don't know how Tua didn't fumble. Uh, no, he, he, he hit it. He, I think he did fumble, but it went out of bounds. Yeah, that's what happened. Right. Uh, whenever that happened, I was like, I, I just remember seeing him like getting up off the ground. You could tell he was tired as hell, but he had that that extra gear. He's like, I, I don't care how tired I am. I'm about to go in here and destroy everybody, and he did. So anyway, it's um, you know, we we can sit here and I mean we we we've dissected it pretty good, and I mean, but like you know, when you sit back and look at it, what we've done over the past three years, you can't be you can't be too upset about it. Like we said. I mean, these guys played their asses off. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what else to what else to say about it. Um, they 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 gave us everything we asked for. That just doesn't mean it doesn't suck. <laughs> that that uh that that the because even going in, you're like they still could come in here and just beat the crap out of us. Yeah. Um, but we got the dream scenario if we were going to lose and, and and it still sucks because you knew you're that close. Well, I mean, whenever Alabama, the only, so when, I mean, we got two picks off of Tua who what I think that match matched his season total before then. I mean, is that right? I th- I'm pretty sure we doubled his interceptions. We got two picks. The only turnover we, we gave up, gave up was the fourth down punt. Uh, just, just on, on downs. I mean, this is Alabama we're talking about. These guys created turnovers, you know. So the fact that we just held up on that end, and, and I mean, we you, controlled time. We controlled time of possession. We had ten I mean, more minutes of, of possession than that. Yeah, like we, it, which is just stupid. Just I, I mean, but that I mean that that also goes in line with how Alabama has been scoring this year. Um, but still, ten minutes is a long freaking time. Yeah. So. I, well, the so just talking about time of possession, we both both teams had a seven plus minute drive. Ours was in the first half, and it was a beautiful thing. I loved every second of it. Uh, that was the one that, and I think that was the Swift. I'm gonna check real quick. Yeah, that was the Swift run that came right at us. Goodness gracious, that cut, that cut he made. <laughs> he he made that dude look like a fool, and then ran through the the other tackler on the um on on the back end. But so. The one big thing about Alabama in the second half is you started to see them lengthen their drives a little bit, and that one seven-minute drive they had, they converted four third downs. Four. Yep. Do you know? You want to know how many they converted for the for the uh, for the day? Five. Four third downs on that one one drive, and two of them were third and ten or or, or more. And that was what I mean. That killed us. There was that one play where. I can't remember if it was Mark Webb or Tyreek, but he fell down when he was covering the guy who caught mm-hmm. it. I think it was Waddle caught it on the sideline. 
And then that one third and 12 where we had just tackled, I think we tackled Tua for a loss, or maybe it was Jalen. I don't know who it was. It was Jalen, but we tackled him, and then he threw the ball over the middle to a wide open tight end. I mean, it was just, God dang. Talk about ripping your heart out, man. We were on, and you and I were both just sitting here probably losing a lung screaming for these guys. I hate it for them, man. I hate it for them. But look, we still have something to play for. Got a New Year's a New Year's Six Bowl, playing the Sugar Bowl mm-hmm. for the first time in a decade. I'm looking forward to beating the poop out of Texas. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think they stand a chance. I, and I'll say that right now. I I really do think we, as long as we come in there with the right mindset, I think we destroy them. But that's a discussion for another day. I'm sure we'll do another episode before then. But I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. No, oh, yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, there was a lot of conversation about us being in the like, do we deserve to be in the in the top top four? And um, and here's my thought, and I don't know your thought on this. Um, I don't but, think much. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> uh, especially especially nowadays after Saturday. Yeah. Um, for me. I left that game knowing that we were one of the top four best teams in the country. I had no doubt in my mind yeah. of that. Did I think we should be in the playoff? I don't think we should have been in the playoff. Yeah. I think I think that that was our playoff game. If if you win, you're in. Um, we had the opportunity to uh, make it happen. And uh, I don't think it was some conspiracy about not wanting to see Georgia again. Uh, I, I think you just – we had two losses. And that's just tough to stomach uh, when you've got the scenario that, w- that was laid out. Um, but I think that was our chance. And uh, But I think now knowing – with our team knowing that we're one of the top four best teams in the country – uh, I think we're going to go into the Sugar Bowl and won't have something to prove. And, uh, and that gets me excited. I, I think that – I think there's a pretty dang, dang good chance that we are the – actually the number two team in the country. I think Clemson has played – they've played a schedule that has been abysmal, to say the least. Notre Dame – I will say something about Notre Dame. I, you know, I, I think they're probably the least deserving out, out of the four that's in there. But coming into the season, I think a lot of their schedule looked a lot better preseason than it did whenever they were actually playing the games. You know, Florida State was was supposed to be better. Stanford was supposed to be a lot better. USC was supposed to be a lot better. And Michigan. Oh, that's first game of the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, they they beat Michigan. They beat Michigan in the. Oh, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I was saying. Yeah. But like they, but like that that was going into the season. You're like, crap, they got a loaded schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Michigan ended up being – I mean, they're a top-10 team. I mean, that's definitely their best win of the season. But, you know, they ran the gamut and they they went 12-0. I mean, they're 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 in there for a reason. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that it was kind of one of those things that once we lost that ball game, I knew we weren't going to be in. But I did think that we were certainly a top-four team in the country, top to bottom. Yeah. Well, and, and, and Rob – Rob Mullins, the guy, the chair of the committee, he was on uh, Ryan Rosillo's podcast and uh, and talked about it. And Rosillo basically started the podcast. He's like, all right, here's a conversation everybody wants to know. Like, what was the talk about Georgia? And like, what was the what was the thought process there? And he's like, I mean, 
that was the most passionate argument in the whole deal was for Georgia. There were people that wanted Georgia in the top four, even as high as three. And um, so we had our people that wanted us there. And um, like I said, I think if you want to go by just the term best, the four best teams, I think we we should be there. But do we deserve a spot in the playoff? Um, Now, I think – but to me, I think it's almost better for us long-term – to not be there and this team to be like oh we coming oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> we, we we coming for you and, and our schedule next year I, I think um is going to be tough I mean we've got Notre Dame we've got A&M like and we've got an east that's going to be a lot better uh it's going to be interesting it's, yeah it's going to be but it's going to be fun it's going to be a fun season. but we, we have time to talk about that but I, I did want to mention the whole playoff ranking deal so yeah yeah no i'm with you man i mean i think that uh i think we'd certainly have top 14 but um you know i think the guy i think the teams that are in there certainly deserve it i mean oklahoma i'm very happy that oklahoma's in there instead of ohio state and also the fact that that we are still ahead of ohio state Mm, I, i think just shows that nobody's a believer in the big 10 this year which is awesome because the big 10 is dog crap um, but also, yeah. bye, also bye bye urban. Bye. bye. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out, dude. Or do. Yeah, actually, yeah. I hope it kicks your ass. I hope that. I was going to say. Yeah. I hope it's a revolving door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. Thank goodness they didn't get in the playoff. I don't want to give that guy any credit. He doesn't deserve it one bit. And the fact that he's he's piecing out and he said he might not even coach again. Good riddance. We don't care. My my wife, Kate Anna, she she obviously, you know, there's a reason for this, but she despises Urban Meyer. And I'm like, look, I've been hating Urban Meyer for years. You should you should you should have been hating him as much as I have. Uh, but but obviously the off the field things are definitely more important. And the fact that uh, he did what he did, you know, I think he's made a lot of enemies over the past few few months. He also so. recruited murderers. Yeah, like let's just make sure we understand that. But anywho, any, anywho, that's neither here nor there. It's just good news. I always need some good news in the midst of some bad. It's good to hear that he's uh he's uh, not going to be able to hurt people anymore. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Well, chance. Um, is there any other last thoughts about the game? I mean, I didn't know. If, I mean, we had talked about talking about the rankings a little bit, but uh. We're we're close to an hour in at this point, fifty fifty five minutes. So, um, I want to repress this and put it in a place that I never have to think about it again. Even though that we like mentioned that Fromm had an incredible game, but I just need to, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take this and just put it somewhere and uh, and give my give my heart time to to it's heal. been in a it's been in a state of arrhythmia since the game, and <laughs> I don't think it's been beating correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, since then. Well, the uh, um, but I, I was just gonna say the uh, the funny thing is I had told Kid Anna's parents that we're probably not gonna record an episode this week because, like I said, you and I had not even spoken to each other until today. So <laughs> I, I kind of had a feeling we were both just like, yeah, nah, we we don't need to talk about that. But whenever you texted me yesterday and we're like, hey, uh, what time do you want to record? I was like, you're right. Let's face these demons head on. Let's go ahead and get them out, and then we'll move forward from there. 
Yeah, and we hope that this is a moment for all of you to just put it away and say, you know what, this game will always be with us, unfortunately, but we're, we're, we're going in the right direction. That's right. That's right. Well, man, this has been uh, this has been what it is. Uh, it's been good for us, I think. It's, it's been. It's been. I've needed to talk through all this, and uh, and so I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you're here for me, and I'm, I'm glad that I was able to be here for you. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Well, um, my closing thoughts are: we're gonna lose some damn good dogs this year uh, due to due to graduation. I think we'll probably lose a few underclassmen or juniors. But, man, we've got a hell of a squad coming back still, and we're still recruiting some ballers right now. So I don't even – I ain't even worried about the future. Got to keep shopping, baby. Uh, my final thoughts are samesies. That's <laughs> 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 all I got. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, go dogs always. Hey, dogs on top. Hey.